Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. What you've started here, Lord, we want you to increase it. We want more. We want more. We want more. We want more. We want more until every person is healed. Until every person that walks into this place is healed. Lord, we are not going to stop until cancer is healed. Until heart diseases are healed. Until the blind see, the lame walk, and everybody get touched by your miraculous power. Father, this is what you have called us to do. Father, we are doing it, and we will continue. We will not be discouraged. We will not be discouraged, but we will press on, forgetting what is behind, pressing on towards the goal of the high calling. The high calling is to see God move in our midst, move mountains, do great and miraculous things to the glory of Jesus. So that through ordinary people, not just ordinary people, extraordinary things will be done. Not just in church, but everywhere we go as individuals, signs and wonders will follow us. Both the young, the old, both the new Christians and the people who have been saved for 20 years. We will believe you and we will walk in your miraculous power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to welcome you again to a wonderful, wonderful time. It's been very, very wonderful. Before I go, I just want to say thank you again. For everyone who has reached out to us in the, oh, in the month of October, it's been very special. It's been our very special month for us, month of our anniversary, 18 years of marriage. Uh, we thank God for that. And it's getting sweeter and sweeter, we thank God. Amen. It's getting better. Hallelujah. Amen. With every wedding I perform, my marriage gets better. So I'm just looking for more weddings, more weddings, more weddings, more weddings, more weddings. So guys, I need you to really step up your game. For every proposal, you make your pastor's marriage stronger. Isn't that a great motivation? I mean, I need to just improve my pastor's marriage to go and get married now. If I say single guy waiting for you, say, what are you waiting for? If a single guy around you, let's put pressure. Let's put some pressure on them. Guys do very well under pressure, right? Married men, you know that you perform well under pressure. You do so many great things because your wife pressured you. So let's pressure some single men around us. Do something. Hallelujah. Amen. I can get away with that. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So many of you have reached out to us in, in incredible ways. You've blessed our life. 
Uh, you've written cards that are just, just so encouraging. You've given us financial gifts that are, very, that are a great blessing to us. Uh, trust me, they are a blessing. Uh, I mean, some of you have given us gifts, cards, and we thank you. Uh, may God bless you and reward you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Tonight, I mean, this morning I want to talk briefly, and we're going to pray again for people who need, you know, God's touch, God's healing. Uh, we're going to give opportunity to some of our, you know, ministers also, who maybe you have received word of knowledge in the course of service, uh, so that we can pray at the end. Uh, uh, I want to read 3 John 2 first. 3 John 2, 3 John 2. Uh, it's a popular scripture. Which I'm sure many of us have heard it before. You have read it yourself. I like to start from there, and I have all of us read it together. If you can read it, uh, it should be on the screen. One, two, go. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. I want to talk briefly about healing and health. You know, because I believe strongly God's ultimate goal for us is health, all right? Uh, not just healing. You know, sometimes we can be very obsessed with healing, uh, but the goal of healing is health. Healthy living is really God's ultimate goal for us, all right? Uh, so the apostle, uh, which is Apostle John, writing Third John, all right, was expressing the mind of God to his writer, all right? This is God's will, God's desire, all right? He said, God's desire for you, all right, is that you may enjoy good health. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them that you will enjoy good health. Amen. Amen. You know, that's very, very important, all right, to enjoy good health. Uh, you've all been in a situation where you're sick, you, you appreciate good health, right? Uh, you appreciate, you know, just being able to wake up, move your body, go at no pain, go along, and you just, you know, you're able to just do so much. Uh, that is good health. Good health allows us to be able to just live in freedom, right? Totally free, you know, not impaired, not impeded in any way, you know, not just functioning, but with pain. You know, a lot of times, sometimes we, we go through life with that. You know, Bible is saying here, God wants you to enjoy good health. Amen. Now, healing is when we lose our health, right? You know, when we lose our health, for whatever reason, either through making poor choices, uh, you know, sometimes we make poor choices uh, and we lose our health, and sometimes it is through demonic affliction, right? Uh, the Bible says Jesus went about doing good and healing those who are oppressed of the devil. You see, sometimes through oppression of the enemy, somehow he finds a way of taking our health from us. Now, to restore that health, that is when we need healing. Amen. Now, so both of these are provided for. The... the the close relationship I can, I can make in the Bible is the issue of forgiveness and righteousness, right? You know, for, you know, God's ultimate goal for a believer is to live a righteous life, right? All right, now, but God has also made provision for 
forgiveness. So we need forgiveness is when we lose our experiential righteousness, right? We don't lose our positional righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus, right? There are two kinds of righteousness, our position righteousness, positional righteousness, which is, you know, what we receive in Christ. God declared us justified, righteous, holy in him because of what Jesus Christ did, right? Jesus told that woman that said, uh, uh, I do not condemn you. So Jesus is telling the, the woman that was caught in adultery, you're free now. I no longer count your sin against you, right? But he said, go and sin no more. So Jesus not only, Jesus restored her righteousness, but Jesus' words also empowered her. When God gives a command, when Jesus said, go and sin no more, it's a command that is backed up by his power and his grace, all right? God does not give us an instruction and expect us to go and do it in our own power. That's not how God operates. God's words are grace-filled. When Jesus told uh, 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 Peter, you shall catch. Jesus said, I, have, I mean, Peter said, I have toiled all night, right? And I couldn't catch anything. Jesus now told him, no, I want you to go back there right, and throw it again. And Peter said, because you said so, I'm going to do it. Now, the word of Jesus Christ created fish because there was no fish there. All right? Because he's toiled all night in the same area, right? In the same area, he couldn't catch. Now, but because Jesus was giving him an instruction now, the instruction of Jesus Christ created fish, all right? So the same place there was no fish, now all of a sudden there is fish. So when God gives instruction, when God tells that woman, go and sin no more. You know, the woman obviously caught in adultery, has had a very, I'm sure, very terrible life, made poor choices, wouldn't know what she went through. Most times when people live a life of sin, a lot has happened, right? You know, who knows, abuse, whatever has gone on in her life, messed her up to get to a point when she's just sleeping with men around. Jesus saying, I am empowering you now to live a life of righteousness. Go and sin no more. So forgiveness restores our experiential righteousness, all right? But righteousness itself or holiness requires a life of obedience, right? A life of surrendering to God, living by his principles to be able to live a holy life that he has empowered us to live. Hallelujah. So the same happened with health, all right? God restores our health, but to maintain our health, we must really live by his principles, all right? That's very, very important. Many times we don't understand that. All right, so I'm going to read a scripture that we read. Uh, go back to 1 Corinthians that we read earlier, and I'm going to read verse 23 and 24. Verse 23 and 24. Uh, it should be on the screen, and I would like all of us to read it together. I think it sounds better when we all read it together, all right? Can we read it? One, two, go. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, Christ is both God's power and God's wisdom. Those two, they go hand in hand. All right? And that's why I want to talk about healing and health. 
Because to really live a healthy life is a combination of God's power and God's wisdom. All right? As believers, we must really live in wisdom. All right? Unless we live in wisdom, we are not able to maintain a healthy living. All right? A lot of things written in the scripture are just telling us the wisdom of God revealed through Christ. He's saying when Jesus went to the Christ, cross, he became to us God's wisdom and God's power. Now, the wisdom of God informs us about healthy living. And God has made a lot of provision for us as believers to be able to live a healthy life. Some of them are life, life, life choices we make, right? Uh, and I'm read, I'll read a few scriptures for us to, to just talk about how God feels about our physical well-being. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19 and 20 say, Do you not know that your bodies, he's talking about our physical body now, right? Your body are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you and whom you have received from the Lord. I want you to know that. I want you to say, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit whom I have received from God. I am not my own. I have been bought with a price. Therefore, I honor God with my body. As believers, we must honor God with our body. We can't just treat our body anyhow, you know, and just think, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to ask God to heal me. That's not applying wisdom, all right? We can't live our life, you know, no control, no rest, no break. We eat anything. We put all the junks in the world, in our body. Uh, you eat five times a day. And you eat all kinds of food that just, you know, come your way, no matter how sweet, no matter how, you know, whatever. You put all those junk in, you know, exercise, uh, nothing, and you just say, you know what, God is just going to heal me. All right? Yeah, God will step in every once in a while by his power and heal you, but you're not going to be able to live a healthy life. Because you are not living by the wisdom of God, right? You are not respecting, right, the physical body that he has given to you. You can be making choices like smoking, you know, whether it's vaping, whether it's uh, however you rationalize it. People now vape. They think, oh, it's not smoke. I vape. You know, but you see people dying now from having lung disease, all kinds of problems. From all these things, you can be putting those junks in your body, just junk in your body. Uh, you know, and just think, you know what, I'm just going to go to God to heal me. No, you are disrespecting the body, his temple. All right? God, just look at, think about it. God lives in you. And he wants you to clean up the house. All right? He wants you to treat your body nicely. All right? Not just your skin. Many of us are good at treating our skin lightly. I'm not talking to the woman. I'm talking to the man here. <laughs> All right? You're so good at trying to look good. You're so good to your skin, but everything inside, crying for attention. All right? Crying for attention. So it's very important for us to make life choices that are consistent. If you look at the Old Testament, God put a lot of rules in there that has to do with diet. 
and these were law to them. They are no longer law. We are not under those law because now we are to follow the Holy Spirit, right? But because they didn't have the Holy Spirit, God has to put, you know, they had no control. And God has to say, you eat this, you are a sinner. All right? We don't become sinner based on what we eat now, right? But we can kill ourselves early based on what we eat. <laughs> right? You know, that's your choice. You just go to heaven early. All right? No, so God wants you to make... <laughs> Hallelujah. All right? God wants you to make lifestyle choices, right, that are good for your health. God wants you to take care of this body. That means don't ignore the body. That also means, you know, for some of us, checking your body regularly, going to the doctors. Some of you don't do annual physical, all right? You know, oh, I'm a Christian. Why should I need to go and find out what is going on with me? That is not right, all right? All right, that is not right. Especially men, you don't go to your doctors. I think women will like that, right? Shall I tell them? All right, thank you. You should regularly check yourself up. It is the, it's this wisdom of God, right? Because you check your car out, right? You take your car for oil change. Uh, you do all these things to your cars because you need your car, right? Isn't that, isn't that why you do it? You need your car to function well. You know, I mean, you spend a lot of money on the car, right? You check it out. You, you know, you like, you know, you take it to the car wash regularly. And you make sure you take it to the doctor, right? You know, for checkup, for annual, whatever you do, uh, you know, mileage, you know, whatever you need to do, turn up, whatever you need to do. You do that so that your car can take you to wherever you want it to go. You need to do the same thing for your body that God gave you, right? Get it to the doctors. Let them check you out. Let them make sure you are, you know, you're doing fine. Let them give you advice how you need to live, what you need to change about your body. It's important to do all this because when we do that, we are obeying the word of God, right? We are taking care of the temple of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to read another scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. All right? You don't just go and smoke to the glory of God. You know that's not consistent, right? All right? You know, you don't eat 20 pieces of chocolate. I'm just eating this to the glory of God. All right? All right? So whatever you want to eat or drink, <clears throat> I want you to ask, I want you to test it. Test it by saying, can I do this to the glory of God? How about that? Can I do this to the glory of God? Is God glorified, you know, in eating this bowl of whatever it is that is that just sitting in front of you and you eat everything until... You need to be wheeled away by a wheelbarrow <laughs> or stretcher. <laughs> Sorry, my, my Nigerian thing kicked off. I use wheelbarrow. <laughs> I didn't do my translation right, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so you don't just, you know, drink yourself to stupor. 
do all these things. You, you are not doing that to the glory of God. You can't you can be making poor sexual life choices. All right? In fact, in 1 Corinthians 3, 17, he says, anyone that destroyed God's temple, God will destroy that person. 1 Corinthians 3, 17. For God's temple is sacred, and you together, you are that temple. In fact, here he's actually talking about life's choice, sexual choices. Single men, single women, you can't be going around and sleeping around. You know, married men, you can't be going out of your marriage and, or women sleeping around and, and think it's okay. It's not okay. You are destroying the temple of God. I want you to say it again. My body is the temple of God. God lives here. Yeah. So you can't just mess it up. You can't just do whatever you like with it. You can't just say, I can do this. No, 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 no. no. In fact, God is jealous. God is saying, if you destroy my temple, and that temple is you, don't go destroy God's temple. All right? You are not applying the wisdom of God. That's what that means. Many of us just want the power of God, but they both go hand in hand if you are going to live a healthy life, right? Many of us apply the same thing based on our finances. This goes everywhere, even our finances. You want to, you want to live a, a prosperous life, a wealthy life, right? You must make consistent choices to be generous, number one, right? To tight, to be generous, to save, to invest, because all those things are principles in the Word of God, right? You know, to do this thing consistently over time, uh, you know, to live within your means, to be disciplined, you do that consistently, all right, you will see God's blessing in your life. It's not just when you are broke, you are always looking for a miracle. That's because you've consistently ignored God's wisdom in the way you live, you just get yourself in trouble and you need a miracle. Yeah, once in a while, God is merciful. He gives you a miracle. But many of us, you just live from one miracle to the other. All right? You know, you just want to live your life from one miracle to the other. Oh, yeah, after all, you know, that prophet was so, you know, the prophet died, leave a lot of debt to his wife. You know, the wife cried. They wanted to give the creditor. The prophet showed up and created a miracle. No, it's better not to be in that situation where you need a miracle, right? It's better to make sure you make lifestyle choices, right? You know, living by the wisdom of God. Now, there are times when the enemy attacks, God will raise a standard against them. Hallelujah. So we need God's power in that situation, and you are going to experience God's power. But to really fully be, Live and enjoy the kind of life God wants you to enjoy. You must apply both the wisdom of God and the power of God. Hallelujah. To also apply to, I'll read another scripture and we'll try to move on so we can have some time to pray. Proverbs 17.22. Proverbs 17.22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine. 
Can you see that? But a crushed spirit dries up the bone. A cheerful heart. He's talking about our emotional health. You see, that emotional health is also important to our physical health. So God is giving us wisdom for living. You cannot be living your life moody, in bitterness, in anger, you know, always. You know, all these things will not help your healthy living. All right? Will not help your healthy living. So he's saying, be cheerful. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, be cheerful. It's good for your health. Many of us can't even say it cheerfully. <laughs> Be cheerful. It's good for your health. How about saying cheerful by being cheerful? How about be cheerful when you are telling someone to be cheerful? Many of us are too serious. Everything is like a war. It's like you are just, everything is like so serious, so tense. We can see the nerves all the time just rising up. It's not good for your blood pressure. It's not good for your emotional health. It's not good for your physical health, right? You know, chill, all right? <laughs> chill. I mean, just, just live a chill life. You know, people who trust God, they are chill, all right? They're not stressed. Hallelujah. A cheerful heart is a good medicine. So he's saying we should, and that's why the Bible tells us to rejoice. All right? Rejoicing is so good. Don't you, don't you see how you feel after praise and worship, right? Feels like heaven because you've been rejoicing. All right? We are practicing a life of joy. All right? And joy that is based on our faith in Jesus, right? Joy that is based on our knowledge of God. That's a life of joy. You know, if you surround yourself with joy, with worship, you know, with people who encourage you, with people who say joyful things, you know, if you remind yourself of the goodness of God over your life all the time, how he saved you, how he raised you, how he brought you, you know, how he has brought you from a Mary Clay, how he has brought you from nobody, you know, and he's made you somebody now. You know, brought you from nowhere. Some of you, you remember maybe when you were new in America, you were hopeless. Things were just look like you're not going to make it. Now you are doing fine. Now you wake up, have a, have a car, you know, with a remote control. I mean, you press. I mean, you press that thing, the, cl- the car, now, pam, pam, pam. You're like, Wow. I mean, I just derive joy in some of those things. I don't know about you. I just, <laughs> some of those things just make me like, wow, I've come from a long way. 20 years ago, I was like, what am I going to do? What job am I going to do? I mean, where, where is life going to be? What is going to happen to me? Confused, dazed. I'm like, wow, look at what has happened in 20 years. And it's... And it's as a result of God's faithfulness. Here, there. You know, you've gotten jobs you can't even dream of, right? 
you bought houses, you have cars, you can't, you didn't even dream of those kind of cars. Ah, 25 years ago, oh my God, if I can get a beat up Toyota or beat up something now, I mean, now you drive some nice car, wow. 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 Just rejoice. God has done so much. He's been so good to you. Be cheerful. Don't always tense. Don't always be on the negative side. Don't always talk about what hasn't worked, what is not, you know, what, what you don't have yet, what is not working yet. They are going to work out. Because if you focus on those things not working, you're going to lose your health. You're going to lose what you have. So please let us make sure, you know, we treat our temple well. All right? God has also given us Holy Communion as a way of maintaining our health. Many of us don't know that I share it, but those are some of the things we should always pay attention to, right? Find time to come to Holy Communion. If you're sick, you'll find time to go to the doctors, right? You're going to leave work early. You're going to do whatever you need to do to go see the doctor, right? God has given us a time-tested opportunity to partake in his body, Jesus, right? The body of Jesus Christ, and it's part of our health program, right? It's part of our health insurance from God, all right? As soon as often as we do this, we are, first of all, respecting this and is healing to our body. We receive his life. We receive his blood. Hallelujah. So God has given us all these things to maintain a healthy life. But once in a while, the enemy comes and steals our health, right? Maybe, you know, the Bible talks about when men slept. The enemy came, right? And stole and planted uh, weed, right? Yes, and stole and messed up a good thing that God has done. God has, uh, has done. In those instances, God's power comes in. And I thank God God's power is here. Yeah. All right? I needed to say everything I've said to come here to say, the ultimate goal of God for you is health. Now, but if you're here, the enemy has attacked you, you know, attack your body, maybe through accidents, uh, maybe through poor choices, right? You know, now you're suffering from bad health, all right? Maybe it's just, you don't even know. The enemy just attack your body, all right? You're bent over backward. You are pain in your body. You know, you have mental health issue. You know, you are down. You are depressed. You, are, you know, you just know that the enemy has done something. It doesn't matter how it happens. God's power can bring and restore that. Hallelujah. God's power can restore that. And we trust God, and that's why we have this service, all right, and to really bring God's power into those situations. So I'm going to read a few scriptures, and we're going to pray, all right? If I can have a, a musician to just come and, you know, start helping us to prepare our heart for prayer, that would be awesome. Amen. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. I want all of us to read it together. It should be on the screen. Let's go. One, two. One day, Jesus was teaching. And Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee. 
I'm from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. All right? So you see, anywhere you have power, is always about healing. When you hear health, it's always about wisdom of God. I mean, what brings health is really how we live, our obedience, right? Our choices, all right? Allows us to maintain our health. But when there is sickness, God's power is available. If I would say God's power was present with Jesus to heal. And I'm happy to let you know that God's power is also here to heal because Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Wheresoever two or three are gathered together, he is there. And anywhere he is, he comes there with his power. Hallelujah. His power follows him and brings healing. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Can we read it together too? One, two, go. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. You see, the devil attacks our bodies. That's his job. The Bible talks about a woman that was bent over backward, right? And he came to Jesus. And Jesus set her free. And he said, this is a daughter of Abraham. You know, sometimes the enemy attack our body, so we are just so bent backward, right? We're not able to stand up straight. Whether it's physically or even emotionally, we're not able to stand up straight. Some of you might be here, you are bent over backward. In your mind, in your life, you can't look up straight. You can't. The enemy has done a lot, a number on you. He has really, really attacked you, attacked your body, maybe attacked your mind, attacked your emotion. The Bible says God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, but he has also anointed me. Hallelujah. He has anointed the church with the Holy Spirit and power. And the purpose of the Holy Spirit and power is to heal those who are oppressed by the devil. The spirit of oppression, it, it manifests in different ways. And we're going to pray for people here today who are suffering from the spirit of oppression. You see, oppression is to keep you bound. The purpose of oppression is to control your life. How to control your life by controlling your body, by attacking you physically. You're not able to move. I believe a lot of people here, you're not able to move properly. You're not able to do things you're supposed to do properly. Is an oppression of the enemy. There's a number of people here, you are oppressed Mentally, you are oppressed emotionally. You, you know, you can't, you don't even know why you feel the way you feel. You don't feel like, uh, you know, there's a reason for life. You're not excited about life because you are being oppressed. You are being oppressed. The Bible says God's anointing heals those who are oppressed of the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll read the last scripture. Psalm 103, verse 2 and 3. Psalm 102, verse 2 and 3. I would like all of us to read it together. One, two, go. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. All right? You know, you see, I was talking earlier about healing. You know, healing is like forgiveness, right? 
Health is like righteousness, right? Forgiveness is to restore our righteousness, all right? Healing is to restore our health. God, they are all part of God's plan for us. So God's plan for you is health. God's plan for you is to live a healthy life. And if you're sick today, you need God's power to bring healing to your body. Hallelujah. Now, I'll say one or two things, and we're going to pray. We're going to rise up. We're going to worship a little bit. If the, some of the worship team can help us also, we're going to worship them. And we're going to just pray for anyone that is sick. Uh, we're going to ask you to come forward. Uh, we're going to pray for you. And we're going to believe God for you. Hallelujah. Now, a lot of times you receive healing. You know, to, for God's power. Because God, it's not always about God's power being present. Because God's power is always present, right? It's about directing God's power, all right? To do what we want God's power to do, right? Uh, there, there are things that channels God's power. I mean, I think the best word is channeling, all right? God's power is present, but how do we channel God's power to do what we want God's power to do. So what channels God's power is really our faith, all right? Our faith is what channels God's power. It's like it focuses God's power on what we want the power of God to be focused on, right? It's like the focus that we have that focuses light, right? The sunlight is okay, I mean, without being focused, you know, when you use focus, it can just burn a piece of paper. You've seen that experiment, right? You focus it on a piece of paper, it catches fire. Because that light is dissipated, but when you focus it. So we channel God's power by our faith. See, our faith is how we reach out to God. All right? Faith is, first of all, a function of our hearts, right? We reach out to God in our hearts, all right? But faith is also a function of obedience, all right? It is called a step of faith. Hallelujah. That means we take a step of faith. That means as you are being prayed for, you take a step of faith. You obey. Obedience can mean you do things you were not able to do before. Hallelujah. Uh, you reach out. You, you, you step out and do something that you are not able to do before. Obedience sometimes can just mean obeying the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Right? You know, um, you, hear, you heard in some of the testimony, people said, I just felt pushed forward, right? That the Holy Spirit prompted them to do something. Sometimes just stepping out is very, very important uh, because it's a step of faith that releases miracle into our bodies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we rise up and just worship God and just, just receive and pray tonight, this morning, and just believe God. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's just, let's sing this song and just worship. Hallelujah. The one who made the blind to see. Yes. He's moving here in front of me. Moving here in front of me. The one who made the deaf to hear. Silencing my every fear, silencing my every fear. 
make some statements, you know, call a few people that I believe God laid in my heart. Uh, I'm going to ask you to come forward to be prayed for. Uh, some of you, it's possible you're receiving your healing even as we are worshiping. Hallelujah. I believe God is here. He's moving. He's touching. He's healing. I believe there's someone here that has uh, a hearing issue. Uh, and it's like you, you, it looks like you hear noise in your, I believe this uh, left ear. Uh, but it's like you hear noise. It's not that you don't hear, but it's like there's you, something noises inside your ear. I believe the Lord wants to heal you. If you're in that category, I'd like you to just step forward and just be prayed for. While our social team can come forward, uh, you know, you have that hearing, you know, you, you know, you just, you know, all right, you're that person, all right, the Lord wants to heal you, amen, the Lord calls you because he wants to heal that, hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I also, I, I believe there's a pregnant woman here, all right, who, you've been dealing with fear, you know, it's a, it's almost, there's even no reason to fear, but you just have that fear, you know, concerning your pregnancy. It's just been very, you know, so, so you know, so just a very serious fear about that pregnancy. It's the enemy that brings it. It's just a thought of fear. Uh, the Lord wants us to pray for you. Uh, you know, I want you to just step forward so you can be prayed for if you're that person. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray for those individuals. Um, I'm going to call uh, any of our Zozo or ministers who has a word of knowledge for anyone. You can come. Can we get a mic? There's mic here. Can we get this mic to work? You can just say the word of knowledge and let, uh, you know, people can come forward. We're just going to pray, pray, pray for everybody, but we just want to pray for this one first because obviously there's a reason why God is highlighting them. So I want you to just say it. And uh... First, um, very sharp pain in the, in the left eye. Almost like it's blinding. I'm not sure if you see well in that eye, but it's accompanied with a lot of pain. And then blood Ministers, issues. Can you come and pray? Whatever please. blood issues you're having, please come forward. God wants to take care of blood issues. Then um, muscular issues. Specifically, I heard atrophied muscle. someone here you're feeling a pain right here and it looks like your legs were hot and God wants to heal you and um, yesterday if you were here for the for the night of worship I think God was operating somebody's heart for a couple of minutes if you feel that and you're here I think God wants to heal you fully in Jesus name just on the leg radiating down. Yes. Okay. I believe God is healing, is ready to heal or is healing the sciatic nerve, nerve that radiates. It runs down the legs. It runs down the legs. It can't even, you know, it's a terrible pain. God is healing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. I heard the word lupus. If you've been diagnosed with lupus, God is ready to heal you. Please come out so we can pray for you. So if you are called, just come out. So, you know, just come out if your case is called. Someone will just agree with you and release God's healing. 
All right, God highlights this case for whatever reason we don't know. He gives these people words, uh, this uh, revelation about this case. And that's because God wants you to just know that he cares. He loves you. I mean, you know, whatever reason. He cares about all of us, but he does this for a reason. So please, when your case is called, please respond. All right? We have the next The Lord case. is healing leaping legs, leaping legs, and then the blind eye to see. So leaping legs and the blind eyes, that means God wants to, you can't see properly. We had a Amen. testimony in the video about people who can see, so God is, uh, he wants to do that again. So please come and uh, be prayed for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, just a confirmation for, you know, blood-related issues. If you have that, um, you know, God is releasing grace for that. Um, also, circulate, people who have issues with circulation, uh, perhaps, you know, numbness in your, some certain parts of your body, um, just, you know, step forward in faith to be prayed for. Numbness and circulatory issues. Praise right. God. I just also want to confirm the nerve. So it's like a nerve that radiates um, or pain that radiates from the back and it goes all the way down to the foot. Um, so if it's in that category. And also for a woman here, you felt a lump in your breast. Um, the Lord is releasing healing right now in Jesus' name, but you need to take a step of faith. Um, you, or the doctor is going to be doing a biopsy of the breast. Um, that's one of the things. And then also the issue about um, blood issues also got the same word. Um, specifically for someone with sickle cell, um, the Lord wants you to just completely reverse yeah. the Amen. 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 So, Lord, we bring your healing power into this place. Father, I bring your healing power into this place in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Um, there's somebody here, you, you have this feeling that there's a hand oppressing your edge. And you have this, as a result, you have this strange headache. The Lord is delivering you. You can come out. Um, the Lord said he's taking care of kidney stones. Kidney stones. Amen. And, um, and he says, is, there's, there's somebody here, you have this constant pain in the chest. It's sharp. It comes, it goes. But this morning, it was so much. With it in your heart, the Lord is healing it. You can come out for healing. Amen. So we're going to pray for this one first. And I want the church to participate in this as well, right? Are you ready? You want to see these people heal, right? Uh, because it's our responsibility to really make this work. Can you stretch your hands and begin to say, Lord, in Jesus' name, we release your healing power over the life of this one, over every condition, hearing problem, uh, limbing problem, blood issues. Uh, you know, lump in the breast, all those conditions. Lord, we ask, there is nothing you cannot do. Father, in Jesus' name, I release your healing power over my brothers and sisters in the mighty name of Jesus. Sister Kemi, come and help us pray. Uh, we have ladies here who want to be prayed for. I mean, you feel like helping us to pray. You're in the congregation. You have experience in this. You, feel, you can help us because we, are, we, need, we have people that need prayer. So you can come and help us to just pray for them. Father, in Jesus' name, I just release your healing power here. I release your healing grace here in the mighty name of Jesus. 
your healing grace 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 all right thank you lord thank you father that is who you are
every physical impairment. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. You set free. Yes, Lord. You bring hope. Thank you, Jesus, because you are doing that now. We just worship you. We just give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. We can have you, you can have your seat for a season, for a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to do something, uh, and we're going to pray for the rest of the people, because we're not done. There's another category of people I want us to pray for, but it will be at the end, all right? I mentioned a case of a couple of people, or someone at least, who is battling the spirit of suicide, all right? So I want you to please, after service, I want you to come, hallelujah, and make sure we pray for you. I also believe there are a number of people who have uh, emotional issue. All right, emotional issue, you know. So we're going to pray for you if you have any very form of oppression. All right, we have a young lady just uh, left her cross, right? Praise Jesus for that. Isn't that amazing? God is good, amen. Right, so we are going to pray for. I, I feel a lot of people also who have uh, you have like a weight, emotional weight. Maybe you are depressed. You know, you know, a lot of people with those kind of issues. You know, you feel hopeless. We want to pray for you at the end of the service. You know, we don't want to hold everyone. Uh, so we're going to do that at the end. You know, I'm going to just we're going to do one or two things. And I'm going to ask those people to wait, and the rest can go, and our sozo will continue to minister to you. Amen. All right. What I'm going to do briefly is to take our mission offering. All right. While we are doing that, we're going to take a couple of testimonies. All right. Why that is going on. All right. But I'm going to say a few things. I have a few pictures I want to show you. Today is also the last Sunday of the month. So every last Sunday of the month, we try to highlight mission. I want to just share a testimony with you about our mission of what God is doing. Uh, early in the year, we talked about helping uh, the orphanage in Uganda to do sealing to their hostel. When we went to Uganda in December, all right, we visited uh, uh, an orphanage, and that's the same place we are going in December. We visited the orphanage where they live had no ceiling. Just imagine there's no ceiling at all, just a roof, you know, just iron roof, very hot, and you have hostel where people live. We, we didn't feel comfortable. We felt, wow, these are children living in this kind of condition. So we collected, we received an estimate that said, by God's grace, before we return next year, we want there to be ceiling, all right? Uh, be, because of your contribution, that ceiling is being, it should be completed now. But it's, 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 so they send me pictures. All right. This is them working on the ceiling. And uh, uh, they sent these pictures uh, last week to say this is what has been done. Uh, you know, look at that. You know, just working on the ceiling. So because of your 
generous donation month after month. I believe we sent about $3,000. We probably need to do more, actually, to do some of this part of the job. There's still a lot more, uh, you know, we want to be able to do that. Just know that this is making a difference. It's making a significant difference. So uh, we're going to take our mission offering, all right? We can do it through two ways, basically through an envelope. You write a check, all right? Uh, or you can just do it using your phone. This, this phone becomes holy during our Titan offering. All right, all right. If you have the church app, all right, you go there. If you don't have the church app, you simply can just text. Uh, you know, you can text a number. I can't remember the number of my head now. I think okay, you can send a text to uh, a how. Why did you? Why did it disappear? I was looking at it and you took it away. Text a out to seven seven nine seven seven. Right, all right. That will send you a link. You can give. I want you to give generously. I want you to give, if God is laying, laying in your heart to give a thousand dollars, just do it because you're, even if it is twenty dollars you can give, just do it. But do it because you are really, I don't want you to do it mindlessly. I don't want you to just, I'm just doing it. Do it because you're doing something, you know, for, you know, some people that will continue the work of Jesus all over the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'd like us to get a few testimonies. Where's uh, Dickiness Genevieve? Do you have uh, some people that like to share testimony? I'd like to get, let's get, why this going on? We can get a few testimony from people who have been prayed for. We just want to share what God has done. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have a young girl that was healed. We want to ask her to come forward. Um, I know Sister BC and Brother Toby were praying for her. Um, I don't want to pressure another uh, one of our sisters was also healed. Um, I don't know if I still see her sitting here, but if you can just ask that young girl to come. Let's just just, oh, just honor God. Just honor God. She's coming. Let's honor God. Let's honor God. Let's honor God. She came in with a, with the clutches. She came in with the clutches. Come on, tell us what God is doing. And my leg is uh, my leg was hurting me, but that now it isn't hurting me anymore. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Was there anyone else here that was prayed for that wants to stand up and give God the glory? All right. We know God will perfect that healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. All right, so what we, do we, are we done with the offering? And we're going to want to pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we thank you for what you have done in the life of your people. We give you glory and we thank you for more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Has everybody been able to give towards missions? 
Hallelujah. There's somebody waving their hands at the back, I believe. All right. There are a few people. Ushers, we still have a few people who are waving. All right. Can we make sure we get them before we... All right. I have, I have people here. I have somebody in the front here. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. I have somebody, a gentleman in the middle of the church there. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we honor you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. We, I just got a text also from one of our sisters whose son had a swollen uh, left ear was extremely swollen, and it was closing up. The swelling is gone down now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sister Ananike, I believe that's Allen, right? Where is where? I just got a text from her. Where are you? Allen, you are doing better? Praise the name of Jesus. Can we put our hands together for Jesus? Amen. 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 Father, we thank you for such a privilege. All right. I still have somebody. Sorry. Somebody somebody wants to do this. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we thank you for this privilege to, to give towards missions. Mission is your heart, and you want us to partner with you to take the gospel, not just in our neighborhood, not just in our local church, but toward to the ends of the earth. And that is why we have given this every last Sunday of the month. We release our money. We give generously. Or we give whatever we can towards the course of mission. So I pray for everyone who has given, whether physically or they have given it on their, you know, on their phone, online, or they are watching us and they have gone to the website to give. I ask in Jesus' name you will multiply that giving by a thousandfold in Jesus' name. Reward them. Some of them are not even looking for reward. They reward the money. But reward them in health. Reward them in breakthroughs in different aspects of their, of their lives. Some of them, maybe they have children who are challenges with their children, relationship problem, and praying. Because of their obedience, Lord, you will release miracles into their life, breakthroughs into their businesses, into their family life, into their sons' and daughters' life in the mighty name of Jesus. Above all, this will go to be a tremendous blessing. It will further your kingdom. He will do great things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, before I close, I'll make a few announcements, and I will call our Zozo to come here, uh, and we can close the service for people who, you, your case was not specifically called, but God still wants to heal you, all right? So you're going to come out and be prayed for. It might not even have to do with physical health, it might just be something, a miracle you are believing God for, right? All right? I want you to step out. Uh, you are one of the people that we talk about the suicide issue. I want you to come out, all right? Uh, so please, uh, after we pray, all right? Uh, we're going to still have meet and greet right after, all right? So if you have been coming for the last month, uh, 
uh, you can go to the prayer room. The prayer room is a prayer chapel. You go to this side, you make a right. It's just by, right behind the stage here. There's a room there where we have a light lunch for our guests. Not first-time guests, but people who have been coming over the last few months, but you have decided to become members of our church. Amen. All right. But if today is your first time, however, uh, I, the first place to go is our guest lounge. Guest lounge is in the lobby, all right, on your right-hand side, on your way out. You're going to go to the guest lounge uh, so we can welcome you. Amen. Uh, we 